is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves, as you always can, by dialing in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, the live Saturday edition of the show. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. Uh, Mark, who is normally our uh, co-host on Saturday nights, is not here. Uh, He's going to be out for something like a week, going off to... Re- uh, relatives wedding you know yeah. that things those sorts of things come up so luther thanks for uh, for sitting in here tonight no problem uh tonight we're going to start things out of course again you can bring up whatever you want and don't forget to join us over at freetalklive.com where we give you all the features uh for free and actually it was over at uh, freetalklive.com where i found this uh, story that we're going to start with about ecstasy uh but basically the website allows you the listener to actually create the content of the site by submitting show prep suggestions in and then other listeners vote up or down whether they like or dislike your suggestions and you get to vote too and the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the website meaning we're more likely to see them and talk about them John Cloud over at Time magazine and this wasn't just reported in Time it's been reported in a number of places because it's it's pretty big news uh what's going on here in the uh the world of the possibility of seeing some sort of change to ecstasy's illegal status. And it's interesting that this is happening because uh, ecstasy or MDMA, which is the actual chemical short name for, uh, for what ecstasy is supposed to be. Uh, street ecstasy is different from MDMA. Sometimes right. what, what they'll sell at a club or something like that, uh, these pressed pills that may or may not actually have the active ingredient MDMA. Right. Uh, they might them. be mixed with a little something else. Usually a stimulant. Speed. Yeah. Usually a stimulant, something that'll give you some energy. Or sometimes they're not even uh, any of that at all. Sometimes it's uh, cough medicine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So D- DXM, dextromethorphan hydrobromide. And so because of the black market, there are you know unscrupulous people who will put together things that are pressed pills. They look like pressed pills, but they're not actually as advertised. Basically, they'll go into a club or a rave or something like that or a you know, concert, and they'll sell out all their inventory of these fake pills and never be seen again because right. nobody knew who they were in the first place and make a bunch of money on selling bunk. So, uh, so in the in the black marketplace, you you don't always know if you're getting ecstasy unless you have like a test kit, unless you have these cer- certain chemical reagents that you can actually shave off a few bits of the the pill that you get and then yeah. run these tests on it to verify it. And I imagine that's got to be pretty expensive. A test kit? No, they're not so expensive really? actually. They're they're pretty affordable. They're uh, the folks over at Rave, uh, no, uh, Dance Safe, I think is the organization. Oh, Dan- okay. Dance Safe sells them. And they sell them at a cost that's uh, that's fairly affordable. But you know, the average uh, youngster that's at a club or something or probably some isn't concert, thinking about that. Not oh, carrying... sure, I, I'd love to buy some of these pills from you. Just let me bust out my tester real quick, right. and uh, we'll go into the bathroom and yeah. test this out. That's not really happening. So, uh, so we're talking about MDMA when we're talking about ecstasy tonight here on the show. We're talking about MDMA, the actual chemical, uh, long version methylene dioxymethamphetamine. I think MDMA. Uh, is what we're discussing here. So, Time Magazine pointing out that ecstasy has always been an unusual drug of abuse. It's uh, high is complicated. There's euphoria, certainly, and an amphetamine kick. But because ecstasy causes the brain to flood with serotonin and oxytocin, two chemicals heavily implicated in emotion, it has the atypical ability to precipitate both introspection and sociability. Despite the dreadful serotonin-depleted ecstasy hangovers known as Suicide Tuesdays, Users have for many years promoted the drug's salutary features. Still, are we ready for ecstasy to be thought of as a medicine? Well, on July 19th, the Journal of Psychopharmacology reported the first, or excuse me, the results of the first randomized controlled trial of ecstasy, which is known to chemists as, as I mentioned earlier, uh, MDMA. 
The study's authors, uh, Dr. Michael Mithofer, a South Carolina psychiatrist, gave MDMA or a placebo to patients with post-traumatic stress disorder, whose condition had not been alleviated by any standard combination of psychotherapy and antidepressants. So a lot of these people that they were treating for instance, said, uh, you know, they've been in the military, they've seen their friends uh, killed in front of them, they've uh, endured the horrors of war, right. and the standard PTSD treatments just aren't working. Yeah, so, I, I knew a fellow, actually, uh, he came back from Iraq and Afghanistan, he was a Marine, and he had a very hard time adjust, readjusting coming back to uh, the world, as they say. Um, he was drinking heavily, mm, constantly. I bet that yeah. happens a lot. Oh, yeah, he was, he was a real angry guy, uh, he lost his uh, job because he lost his license because he was driving drunk. I mean, just nothing good was going for him. How did the heavy drinking help him with his depression? <laughs> Not very well. He'd usually be passed out somewhere uh, and we'd yeah. have to come rouse him. Well, especially because uh, drinking is a depressant itself. I mean, alcohol is a, a depressant. And so that's not going to really help anybody escape from... Uh, that's their intention, obviously, is to escape right. from what they're feeling. But it, that seems like the last thing it... Yeah. you'd want to do <laughs> but nonetheless alcohol is legal so it's easier to get your hands on than uh, some of these other more interesting things oh sure so this paper from the uh, again the study on ecstasy and ptsd showed that ecstasy is not only safe when administered in controlled settings but also remarkably effective in treating ptsd in conjunction with psychotherapy now, given the controversial nature of their study, the authors write in an all-business tone. The word ecstasy doesn't appear anywhere in the article, and it shouldn't because it's not, a, it's not an appropriate term. Ecstasy is no. a slang word. Uh, and they begin noting that PTSD is a serious mental health problem. It's diagnosed in roughly 8% of Americans, and as many as one out of five U.S. servicemen and women returning from Iraq, uh, Iraq and Afghanistan, uh, and that we have little clue uh, about how to treat it. So 20%. Of people that come back from Iraq and Afghanistan have PTSD right off right out the gate. Yeah, and I don't know if it uh, likely develops later on down the line. I'd imagine that it, it there's a possibility of that happening too. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I imagine just being in one environment for so long and uh, customizing yourself to that, and then coming back to something that's just the polar opposite and uh, having to readjust. I mean, it's got to be difficult to relate what you've seen if you've seen some crazy stuff uh, out there. Just Yeah, I mean, we've heard the stories about the nightmares and just constantly yeah. focusing on what happened. An esteemed psychologist specializing in PTSD, Edna Foe, has noted, or Foe, rather, has noted that the government-approved drugs like Paxil and Zoloft are effective in only about 20% of PTSD patients. Talk treatment known as cognitive behavior therapy works much better uh, a majority of PTSD patients show some improvement after a course of CBT sessions, but roughly one quarter of PTSD patients drop out of the cognitive behavioral therapy, partly because it requires them to actually discuss the searingly painful events that they've been through. The basis for using ecstasy in PTSD treatment is that the drug dramatically reduces immediate anxieties, allowing the user to open up emotionally, even as the body and brain are energized by the drug. Clubgoers like this effect because it allows them to party for hours. But Mithofer's team wondered if this sensation could be harnessed for therapy. And, you know, they weren't just wondering this a few weeks ago. No, no. Uh, this has been around for a while. People have. Yes. In fact, when MDMA first came to the United States, it was used as that. Um, for treatment. Yeah. Psychologists were administering it to their patients, you know. Back uh, in the, was that the early 80s when that 80s, was happening? yeah. To, like, rape victims, uh, you know, people who had lost family members and were having trouble coping with it, you know, and, and it had great success. I mean, they were finally able to just confront the problem and move, on, move past it. Right. 
Uh, and so what happened was back then uh, the word got out about this. People started trying it for recreational purposes right. and it exploded in popularity. And of course, you know, the government doesn't like it when anybody's having fun uh, if they haven't paid taxes first. So they came in, swooped in and, and made it illegal. Yeah. And so, yeah, the the, the use of uh, MDMA for treating serious conditions, PTSD or just seriously emotionally traumatic conditions has been long studied. It's just that what's been happening ever since it's been made illegal legal is that psychologists will basically do this stuff really covertly Mm -hmm. uh if they've got somebody in their office that's having these uh, this kind of a situation and the you know the standard uh treatments aren't working for them then that's when a psychologist who really cares about this person and who knows about uh, mdma and has some way of accessing it will then offer to them look you know we can do this uh, MDMA treatment, but it's not authorized. You know, we're going to have to keep our mouths shut. We have to keep this quiet. So there have been kind of quiet studies, uh, case studies, and things like that been going on for an, for a number of years, as I understand it. The folks over at the, uh, I think it's the multidisciplinary something for psychedelic studies. Maps is the name of the organization. They have been following a lot of this uh, for a long time, and and now what we're seeing here in 2010 is it's finally breaking, this news about uh, MDMA is finally breaking into the mainstream. Uh, There's a little bit more detail here, but uh, you're certainly welcome to share your thoughts at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Have you had experiences uh, with MDMA helping you cope uh, with some serious trauma in your life? We'd love to hear your stories at 800-259-9231 or bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com. Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Um, that is the number for you, and tonight, it's Ian. And Luther. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. we got news updates. You want to be kept in the loop with what's going on with Free Talk Live? You can just get signed up for free over at news.freetalklive.com. And uh, you can get on various different delivery methods. We've got the email delivery. We've got uh, Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. So whichever way works best for you, uh, we've got it. And it's all free over at news.freetalklive.com. Hey, get your liberty message to thousands of people a month for fractions of a penny apiece. Do it from the back of your car with libertystickers.com. They have hundreds and hundreds of different liberty sayings. Check them out and let your voice be heard at libertystickers.com. Now, we're talking about a story that has finally and much deservedly hit it big. Uh, MDMA, the active ingredient popularly known as ecstasy on the street and much maligned on, you know, popular culture and the government's uh, anti-drug advertising and such. Uh, Much maligned all over uh, major news media because there's just been all kinds of negative press about it. And it's undeserved. But uh, now it's finally getting some of the attention it deserves because it's an incredibly, uh, incredibly popular, uh, it's an incredibly effective, excuse me, way to uh, to treat serious, serious trauma. 
as one study has recently shown. Can give you a little more detail and we'll get right to your phone calls here. And what happened was, uh, there, there, of course, uh, ecstasy was outlawed. And so, therefore, everybody that wanted to study it had to go underground and just do their own kind of personal experiments and, uh, and things like that. But back in the 1990s, they started working toward actually getting the FDA to, uh, to approve a study to, uh, and, and the DEA as well. So they had to have both the FDA and the DEA approve this study of, uh, of MDMA. It took them more than a decade to finally get the approval for of, this study. Of both major, right. huge, humongo uh, bureaucracies. Uh. So finally, it began in 2004, but because of budget and time restraints, only 20 participants could be recruited, which is the study's biggest flaw, and that is that it's very small. Still, the most rigorous scientific methods were apl- applied. The volunteers were randomized to receive either a placebo or MDMA, and those who administered the pills didn't know whether they were giving the drug or the placebo. The participants were housed overnight after they took their pill, and they had to speak with a nurse every day for a week afterward. More important, they had to undergo continuous psychotherapy with sessions before, during, and after two separate MDMA experiences. Emergency physicians were on hand in case anyone had an adverse reaction, and no one did. Uh, and by the way, that's because MDMA is a in really incredibly safe uh, substance if you're taking it in a manner that you know is responsible. Yeah, I have uh, to agree. If you are a like a, a drug addict who is <laughs> popping, popping as many them. as they possibly can, like their M and M's. Yeah, yeah, and then you know <laughs> dancing up a storm in a hot nightclub with no access to water, then yeah. you're in a dangerous circumstance. Yeah, and- it's assault, isn't it? In its purest form? Oh, boy, I don't, uh, I don't know about that. I don't see sodium in the, the chemical name, okay. but, uh, but I, I'm no expert on that. But it does, dry, it does essentially dehydrate you. Yeah. It, it raises your body temperature, your core body temperature, and, uh, and that will dehydrate you. And if you aren't, uh, if you aren't well hydrated, you, you could be in some yeah, trouble. So it's important to you know, remember to drink water while you're doing that. So nobody had any adverse reactions, although every one of the participants, all 20 of them, were very difficult cases. They're long-term PTSD patients whose anxiety had not been alleviated by any traditional treatment method, and they were patients prone to frequent anxiety attacks, and yet the MDMA caused none of them to panic. Hmm. Ten of the 12 patients, 83% who were given, or 10 of, okay, excuse me, so of the 20 patients, 12 of them were given MDMA, the other eight were given the placebo. Ten of the 12 uh, patients, 83%, that were given the MDMA no longer showed PTSD symptoms after two months of treatment. Hold on, let me repeat that. Ten of the 12 patients who were given MDMA, known as ecstasy, on the street, showed no longer showed PTSD symptoms after two months of treatment. These are long-term PTSD sufferers. These are people who have never had any success with treating the symptoms, the anxiety that comes from this PTSD. Two months after the ecstasy treatment, which was two doses of of MDMA, they didn't show any symptoms. In fact, they didn't even qualify as PTSD patients anymore. Only two of the eight patients in the placebo group showed such an improvement, so clearly uh, MDMA works. Three MDMA patients who had told researchers they could not work because of their PTSD returned to their jobs after their MDMA sessions. The results are remarkable. Any pharmaceutical company would be thrilled with an 83% recovery rate at two months. But the scientists are appropriately cautious about what it means. The major problem, again, is the small sample size, although most so-called Phase 2 trials like this one aren't very large. Phase 1 trials show that a drug is safe. Phase 2 show that a drug is effective. And then Phase 3 is the final test before a drug can be put on the market. Uh, Reconfirm safety and effectiveness in a very large, diverse sample. 
Another problem may be related to the placebo response. The patients who did well on MDMA knew they were involved in a study of a drug so potent that the government had outlawed it. They probably expected to feel better, and that expectation can be powerful. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big stretch. Uh, you know, having uh, full disclosure here, having taken MDMA probably, I don't know, 10 to 15 times in my life, not a whole lot, right. uh, but in my adult life, uh, this is a very powerful drug. Yeah, I've, I've taken it maybe... Four times, I'd is that say. all? Wow. Yeah, yeah, really, not that much. Um, but yeah, every time it's it was like a very spiritual experience. Uh, and uh, I recently took it on the cusp of uh, moving back into Keenan, and it was kind of like a new beginning for me afterwards. Nice. Yes, I have. Uh, it's always been one of my favorites uh, because it's it's just a positive overall experience. I've never heard of anybody having you know taken like one or two doses of MDMA, and I've only ever taken one. Uh, mm-hmm. Just one dose, and I've never heard of anybody having a, you know a bad experience on MDMA. Right, it's, it's one of those. It's an empathogen. It's not a psychedelic. Now they say here that uh, the very last paragraph here says, "Still, the new paper represents the first time in a generation that psychedelic drugs have been taken seriously as a treatment." Shame on you, Time Magazine. I know uh, ecstasy or MDMA is not a psychedelic. It is not. Uh, it is not like LSD. LSD is a psychedelic. Even even um, marijuana is a, a mild psychedelic. Psychedelic, yeah. Uh, mushrooms, of course, are psychedelic. Yeah. But uh, MDMA is not. It's an it's an empathogen. And the word empathy, you can hear the the word empathy in that that word. Right, empathogen. it's got that root in there. Right, because yeah. it uh, it helps people connect with. Uh, I mean, really, it helps people connect with their fellow man. Oh yeah, I I uh, you know I like to keep to myself for the most part. Uh, that's why I was living out in the woods for uh, about a year. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, Certainly, when I was uh, on MDMA, I mean, I was very uh, open. I was very generous. I was very kind. I uh, uh, was a lot more apt to talking to strangers, you know, which I, I'm not afraid to talk sure. to strangers. I just, you know, felt just more easier. compelled to. Yeah. Yeah, you know. And it's not a sloppy thing like uh, like being drunk. It's, no. It doesn't reduce no. inhibitions <laughs> like being drunk to where you're going to do something stupid necessarily. No, uh, it just seems, it seems very natural. Like, oh, yeah. you know, hey, I'm going to talk to this person. Oh, hey. Uh, can I kiss you? Actually, yeah. one of one of the most uh, striking things that I remember from doing MDMA the first time mm-hmm. uh, was that afterward I felt like I had a a much greater appreciation for nature, and because it was so strikingly beautiful to me when I was on the MDMA, and mm-hmm. after that, that didn't go away for me. Right, um, it was just like a permanent effect. And before, you know, nature had just been something that was around. You know, there's trees, <laughs> there's bushes. Uh, but after MDMA, it was a completely different thing. And so I think that, you know, what would be ideal is if uh, we were able to give MDMA to all the soldiers before they went to war. And we probably wouldn't have to, you know, there probably wouldn't be any war after that. So, right. yeah, it's great that it's, I'm glad it's helping people treat PTSD. But I wish more people would try it before they go off and kill other human beings. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Your calls are next. It's Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. 
Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com where you can enjoy listening options. We've got live streams in both broadband and dial-up flavors 24-7. The latest, ish, uh, the latest edition of Free Talk Live is running uh, around the clock there for you, and it's all free. Of course, you got also listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Get the details at listen.freetalklive.com and get tuned in for free. Now, just to confuse you, we are changing the uh, the second voice on the show here tonight. Uh, Luther, unfortunately, has uh, had to run off. Uh, he was expected to do some. Uh, yeah, I guess he's you know he's a big film star around here in in Keene, New Hampshire. He's a he's an actor. Yes, and he is, and a very good one. So you know when the actors are wanted, uh, they've got to go. They can, they've got a window of time in which they can shoot where the sun is in the right place and or isn't in the right place, etc. So he's off, and uh, Sean is joining us here tonight. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you, Ian. We will welcome now our phone calls. So we started out talking about MDMA uh, and how it is that finally it's getting the attention it deserves for being an incredibly powerful drug, not just for recreational purposes, but to actually end the symptoms of PTSD. The first scientific study done in a long time on MDMA. Finally, the FDA and the DEA approved it back in 2000, uh, the early part of this decade. They started the study in 2004. The results have come out, and they are undeniable. This drug, along with uh, psychotherapy, eliminates the symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. would love to hear your stories. If you've had a, a personal experience with MDMA and you want to share that, uh, you're certainly welcome to do so in this particular vein. Uh, I don't know if... I don't really want people to call and talk about how fun the club was when they took MDMA. I'm talking about people who've had you know, serious issues that they felt that MDMA has helped them with. Uh, let's go to your phone calls. Dylan is on the line listening to InfoFM in Waco, Texas. Dylan, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, yeah, hey, thanks for taking my call. I just wanted to take a minute here to uh, say that anyone who condones illegal drug use like you and your followers are losers. That's it. Followers, I don't, oh, don't you have anything? In, don't you have anything in, intelligent to say? Anything that you know? You don't actually have a conversation, huh? Because you don't actually have anything worth saying, right? You just want to call names. You my follower, Sean? I don't follow you. No, no. I agree with you on many, many subjects. I disagree with you on some. And uh, so, if I told you to take a pill of MDMA tonight, you wouldn't do it. Probably not. I don't use drugs. Ah, okay. Well, I guess you just blew a hole right in his argument there, huh? Whatever argument it was. I don't, use, I don't use drugs, but neither do I want to stop other people from using them if that's their choice. Right. Uh, drugs, you know, have a, have a wide range of effects. Uh, some of them are very, very hard and dangerous, like alcohol. Uh, alcohol is one of the, the hardest drugs out there known to man. Now, if you use it responsibly, you'll be all right. If yeah. you have a few, a few beers, you'll be fine. If you have 10 beers... You probably aren't going to be doing so okay at that point. In fact, there's a certain point at which you can poison yourself with alcohol. So the whole idea that uh, that drugs that are legal are somehow better than drugs that are illegal is completely fallacious. Well, some say drugs that are legal are better. I mean, there's things like uh, Oxycontin and Vicodin and morphine, and these things are legal. You just got to get a note from a doctor who approves your usage of them. And sure. there's lots of people who think that that stuff's a lot better. Well, and I can tell you that a lot of those drugs are also very addictive. Uh, I've known people that have been addicted to prescription drugs and, of course, people that have been addicted to legal drugs as uh, as well. So if you've got a, a more intellectual comment, uh, we certainly love to hear from you at 800-259-9231. Look, I, uh, 
I, I, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think that MDMA is a is a bad drug. I think that any drug in excess is bad. I think if you're taking a bunch of alcohol, you're an, you're an alcoholic and you've got problems. And that's going to manifest itself in a real negative fashion in your life beyond just getting all effed up on alcohol. Oh, it absolutely will. If you're taking too much Zoloft or whatever other prescription drug, OxyContin, for instance, very popular on the black market or the gray market where people, uh, for whatever reason, like the effects of uh, OxyCodone or OxyContin, Hydrocodone, all the variants uh, of that particular uh, opiate uh, that are taking those, they're paying upwards of, in many cases, 20 bucks a pill for that stuff, depending on the, the milligram count in the black market. And if you're taking too much of that, then uh, you're, you're in a bad way, too. I knew a guy that was, that was taking OxyContin, and uh, he was crushing it up, turning it into a solution, and injecting it into his veins. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's an addiction right there. Yeah. So anything in excess is problematic. People that take MDMA in excess are going to have problems. They talked about in this story here, they talked about the uh, the Tuesdays, the Depression Tuesdays or whatever they called it, where the idea is that somebody who takes a bunch of MDMA to party on a weekend is going to feel down in the dumps. And there's a lot of back a, a lot of uh, stories online that will back that up. If you go to arrowid.org for instance, it's a really useful website that is all about drugs it's all about it's got a, a section on pharmaceuticals it's got a section on illegal drugs etc and wait, wait you're saying that uh, there's somebody out there who is publishing real information about the use of various and sundry drugs so that people who want to use them can do so in an intelligent and responsible manner yes arrowid.org is the place to go to learn about how to use uh, to take drugs in a responsible manner there's frequently asked questions there's details there's citations to to uh, scientific studies and things like that real information stuff you're not going to get from watching the 30 second spots uh, that the anti-drug coalition puts out on television and they're uh, they're what they call trip reports and i think those are some of the most uh, enlightening of the the content on arrowid because it shows you the whole range you want to read bad trip They've got them. You want to read good trips? They've got them. You want to read something in between, first-time experiences, all of that stuff? They've got it there, and it's a great place to go and learn more and, and to learn what to expect and to learn how to do things safely. Because the fact is, whether you want to uh, admit it or not, people are going to do drugs regardless of their, Ill- uh, their legal status. They are going to do drugs, and it would seem to me that if you care about people— and, and if, I do. Yeah, and if you care about human being, your fellow human beings and you want them to be as safe as possible, then you have to accept that just telling them, no, don't do it, isn't going to be good enough. You have to accept that some people are just going to do it, and then you need to do what you can to reduce the harm that is done to those people. Absolutely. I, um, I try to encourage people who are close to me not to use them, but I'm not about to call the police or anything like that about it. That's not going to make their lives any better, no, I can tell you that. It'll make my life worse, too. So Spending time in a jail cell is, uh, is not, it, not going to help anybody that has a, a drug problem. I've been in, in, an, in a jail cell with people that have been addicted to drugs. I was in with a guy that was, uh, was getting off of heroin, so they'd arrested him, and so he was basically uh, withdrawing from heroin while he was in jail with me. And all they could talk about was, you know, when they got out, what they were going to do, right? And let me guess, the first thing they were going to do is go find some heroin? Well, he didn't specify that, but he certainly did want to get high on uh, and smoke some weed. But my point being that uh, putting them in jail doesn't solve those problems. So we want to hear from you. 800-259-9231. Tony's in Indy with uh, listening to WXNT. Hello, Tony. Tony? Hello. You're on the air. What's on your mind? Awesome, yeah. So my wife, my fiance, has post-traumatic stress syndrome, and I've been following MAPS for a while 
um, and I'm very familiar with what they do. I was curious, though, the 20 people does seem really light. How does that stack up to other pharmaceutical testing? Well, it's uh, it blows it out of the water. According to uh, Time Magazine here, the the Paxil and the Zoloft, uh, the the government approved drugs, are only effective in approximately twenty percent of PTSD patients. So those drugs just don't cut it. Whereas this uh, this particular test showed that eighty three percent of the people that were given MDMA uh, were actually able to eliminate to entirely eliminate their PTSD symptoms after two months. Well, I think what he was asking was uh, how does the size of the te- test samples right. cover? And uh, I would say it was probably a very small sample because it's an initial test. You don't want to try something that may be dangerous on a large scale until you have a little bit of information to go on. Okay. Now, how do you think this the future looks? I, I mean, I think the war on drugs from the government's end is a very profitable endeavor, and they're not looking to end it anytime soon. So even if these are very beneficial and it could be demonstrated to be beneficial i don't really think it's ever going to going to catch on at least not here in the state it's, Do you kind of disagree with that or I, th- have- I think you've got a realistic you've got a pretty realistic viewpoint i mean clearly uh marijuana for instance has had plenty of tests uh that show it's very very beneficial to people that are sick and and the while it's moving slowly in the right direction we're seeing more states pass medical marijuana provisions uh, it is a slow slow process and and uh, any kind of legalization of ecstasy is also going to be as slow i mean i'm i'm an eternal optimist about these sorts of things and i thank you for the call tonight <laughs> i appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 your thoughts on mdma popular known as ecstasy bring up anything free talk live do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience free talk live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 80 talk radio stations from alaska to florida we've been named to talkers magazine's heavy hundred list that's the hundred most important radio talk shows in the nation twice and the number one political podcast on podcastawards.com four out of the last five years you can have access to our 80 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as 500 dollars a month contact me mark at freetalklive.com this is free talk live you can bring up whatever's on your mind just dial in toll free it's the live saturday edition the number is 800-259-9231 And that's brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site for free. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you appreciate the fact that we give you the features on the site, then you can voluntarily support us by going shopping at amazon.freetalklive.com. You get the stuff that you want uh, at a great price. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole lot of their brand new items, plus even used items if you want to save a few extra bucks. Just start your shopping through that link, amazon.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a portion of Amazon's profits. So start your shopping, amazon.freetalklive.com. But there are some things that Amazon doesn't have. Like if you want to buy industry kind of equipment, uh, bulk buys of uh, industry-level sorts of uh, stuff, if you're looking for uh, discounted optical transceivers, you need to look no further than MemoryDealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zenpacks, and X2s. Don't know what those are? This ad's not for you. At one that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. In stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. Continuing with your phone calls here, big news has finally hit about MDMA, popularly known as Ecstasy. It is a, uh, you know, that's kind of its name on the street level. 
although there are certainly other slang terms uh, that have been applied to it. And it's got a lot of uh, bad press over the years for being a club drug, but it has its recreational uses. However, now it's being discovered that it actually has some pretty significant uh, some pretty significant psychological treatment style uses with it. the very first study in a generation uh, finally being done here that shows significant success with treating post-traumatic stress disorder with MDMA. Uh, 83% of the patients, uh, 10 out of 12 patients who were given MDMA, no longer showed PTSD symptoms after two months of treatment. They didn't even qualify as PTSD patients anymore. These are long-term patients who have uh, been unsuccessfully treated with any other method uh, to treat PTSD significant uh, you know significantly serious situation these folks were in and MDMA helped them get out of it completely that level of success is unprecedented that's simply amazing uh, PTSD can be a really serious condition I, I wouldn't want to have to deal with it myself, although I imagine it's quite common amongst uh, soldiers. So you want to back. hear how you feel about uh, the idea of possibly legalizing uh, MDMA or what your experiences have been. Have you, been uh, have you had a traumatic situation? Not necessarily PTSD, but have you been dealing with you know, personal uh, trauma of some sort that you felt that MDMA was helpful for, uh, helpful for you? What was your experience with MDMA. Let's go to your phone calls. You can also bring up whatever's on your mind. Of course, we also touched on other things like pharmaceuticals and their effectiveness, etc. Jan is on the line listening to WRNN in Myrtle Beach. Ladies first. Hello, Jan. Hello. Hi, Jan. Uh, this is very interesting. I'm really enjoying your program. Thank you. I'm neither anti or, or pro-pharmaceuticals. I believe they have their place. My one concern is that uh, back in the 60s, 70s, there were actually drugs out there that were supposed to make the quote-unquote perfect soldier killing machine. So you've got drugs out there that are ugly, and you've got the good stuff with the MD, uh, MDMA, mm-hmm. which uh, I would like to know if these people that were uh, cured from the PTSD, do they have to continually take the drug, or do they get well and then they discontinue it? Well, this is a new study. It was uh, begun in 2004, and according to the study... They were completely cured, and they showed no PTSD symptoms after two months of treatment. They took two doses of MDMA and also had psychotherapy going on at the same time, uh, and it literally appears to have cured them. That's pretty, that's pretty miraculous, and yeah. I have to admit that sounds really great. The other thing is, is though, the only thing I, that concerns me is that sometimes we lose our humanity when we you know, just reach for the pill. No, I understand that, and I don't think that uh, that MDMA is that kind of a pill. I mean, having had personal experience uh, in using it, uh, MDMA actually helps. I think it helps people get in touch with their humanity, and that's yeah, I, why you're seeing think, this success. I think if, if you, I think if you take it, to any drug within reason, it could it could be helpful to a person. But I still feel that you know you can pull your own humanity out and really, you know, you said that you found that taking it made you really appreciate nature and and it made you easier with people and it it made your communications with others better. But I think in a lot of cases, if you take a different route, sometimes it can be just as successful. Oh, certainly. There are many, uh, many paths to uh, to success. I didn't say all those things about my experience. I did have Luther on. Maybe he had said some of those things. But yeah, for me, the, the nature thing was the case. And while you're on MDMA, it does uh, it does increase your ability to connect with uh, your fellow man. And I think some people would say that it does increase your ability to do so on a permanent basis, but it would all depend. And it also depends on your intentions as well. And I thank you, Jan, for the call tonight. Uh, drugs like this are very, very, they're very powerful. Uh, so, it, you know, it kind of depends on your intentions. Uh, you know, if you're going to just party, 
well, then maybe it's not going to be as, uh, I guess, uh, important of an experience for you. Uh, it all depends on your perspective and how you're entering things and the set and the setting. Uh, more, very powerful uh, drugs, stimulating drugs like MDMA. Uh, being in the right set and setting are very important. Being around the right people are very important as well. You know, uh, so th- that's uh, that's one of those things you'll pick up as you start really kind of looking into the world of uh, mind-altering uh, substances. 800-259-9231 is the number here. We continue with Red listening in Charleston to WSC-FM. Hello, Red. Hi there. Uh, it's good hearing you tonight. Hey, I just Red. wanted to mention that back in 2004, uh, when Peter Jennings was alive, back with ABC News, uh, there was a study done with WDMA uh, or MDMA mm-hmm. where it actually all the results were basically innocuous, showing that it was basically not a not a dangerous uh, substance of any sort. And uh, yeah. the only downfall was the possible serotonin depletion, where a person might be depressed for a day or so. But if one even just look put, plugs that into the Google or whatever their browser is, ABC News MDMA, they'll come up with that story back then, and that that was sort of like. Pretty far, you know, for the time. Oh yeah, it was actually pretty explosive that, that a, a major conservative network showed that the a, a drug you know, that the, their results were showing that it was basically positive in 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 in, in most aspects. It was one and of the most. Name- uh, I've seen this uh, presentation. It's excellent, and I agree. I highly recommend people watch it because it's the most level-headed approach that I've ever seen news media take toward a drug, toward any sort of reporting on a, an illegal drug. They they got both sides and the DEA looked like a bunch of jackballs and total oppressors in comparison to the people that were actually talking about the benefits of, uh, of this drug and it was incredibly uh, even-handed it was inc- it was awesome journalism though I wouldn't label ABC as conservative or liberal they're like any other major news organization generally they are pro-state however in this particular story they uh, they definitely allowed both sides to be heard and it was very well done well, it's an interesting thing with uh, this news as far as before the Reagan years, uh, a, a news center within a, within a network did not have to report to the profit center. They actually uh, acted uh, uh, on their own, and they did not have to report to the profit center. After the Reagan years, it was changed during those years, and they did become essentially a, a division of entertainment networks, too. Their, their profit margin was analyzed on the, uh, as compared to their other shows. But the, the, the one thing I'd like to ask you as far as what your take is on the drugs salvia and k2 and also i just also want to just say kudos for you being able to sneak in on what's generally considered am radio is considered generally conservative talk radio and thank god you are i know you're a libertarian primarily and thank god your voices uh, somehow it's keep keep on well, going my, thank my heart you. I, here's what i would suggest uh, don't thank me uh thank the program local program director of your talk radio station that uh, decided to take a chance on a show like Free Talk Live. So take a moment, anybody that's listening to a radio station tonight, make a note of the station you're listening to, look them up, get the phone number, call during the week, and say thank you. Uh, find out who the program director is and say thanks for airing Free Talk Live, and then maybe ask for some more, because we do this six nights a week. Thank you, definitely. Uh, but I do want to ask you, what is your take on salvia yes. and K2, which are basically both legal drugs in they are. 45 out of 50 states? Yeah, a few people, a few, well, a few state government types have uh, outlawed both of those, and as you mentioned, a handful of states at this point. We may see that spread, but uh, they are both legal. K2 is a legal version of a synthetic version of, cannabino- of cannabinoids, of, of THC. Uh, it's a synthetic version, basically, of, of marijuana, of cannabis. And salvia is its, its own drug. It's like, wow. Uh, I have taken both. And 
Let me start with K2 because it's easier to talk about K2. Uh, K2 is, is basically a copy of, uh, you know, synthetic version of THC, which is the active chemical, the active get you high ingredient in, uh, in cannabis, or also, you know, the active ingredient that helps people feel better when, they, when they're sick and they've got different conditions that are, you know, that can be helped by cannabis. Uh, so K2 is essentially being marketed in places like smoke shops and on the internet as a legal alternative to cannabis. I've tried it, and it certainly reminded me of cannabis. Um, so I would imagine it has similar properties. Is it as a, is it, um, I, I don't know how much studies, uh, if any, have been done on K2, because it's relatively new. It came from China. Uh, it's a chemical that they spray on an herbal mixture. Uh, so it's not even an herb or, or you know, a plant or anything like that. It's just a chemical that they spray on things. I'll answer the question about Salvia, and thank you for the call. Hour two. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. We are launching into the second hour of the show. You are invited, as always, to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 800-259-9231. Our website, freetalklive.com, allows you, the listener, to perhaps influence the things we'll talk about on the air. At the very least, it's a great way to get some cool uh, news items and videos and stuff that has uh, generally kind of a liberty-oriented flavor to it uh, because that tends to be the Internet core audience of, uh, of this show. And you can go to freetalklive.com, get interactive there, submit different things uh, as show potential show prep. Other listeners then vote whether they like or dislike your, uh, your suggestion, and you get to vote too. And the most liked end up on the front page of our website at freetalklive.com. And that's where I found the story that we opened the show up with tonight. By the way, it's Ian here. And Sean. And we opened the show up with uh, Time Magazine and reporting on a huge uh, incredibly important study that has been done on MDMA. That's the drug that's on the street known for, uh, frequently as ecstasy. And that showed that it has incredibly successful effects on getting rid of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, 83% of the patients that were given MDMA and also they received uh, psychotherapy at the same time. These are long-time PTSD patients, people that had been suffering and had no success with the traditional methods of treatment. They had PTSD their symptoms went away after two months of the MDMA treatment. Two months and two doses. That is simply amazing. Yeah. Uh, so that's the news. And, of course, that's where we started. But it's kind of turned into a conversation about drugs uh, in general. And we actually had somebody ask a question about Salvia a moment right before we went to the news break there. And I said I wanted to address that for him. But we just ran out of time. So I'm going to do that. And we'll get right back into your phone calls. Uh, salvia is, uh, is a plant. 
and it is legal in most uh, most uh, all the way across the country. There are a handful of states that have uh, have outlawed it, and it's an incredibly powerful uh, hallucinogen. Uh, I think actually Red, I think is still with us here. Uh, Red, we'll bring back Red, back Red. I didn't realize he was uh, waiting patiently there. Red, Red in uh, South Carolina, are you there? Guess he's gone. All right. So anyway, uh, it was Red that had asked the question about the uh, the salvia because well he was just one I guess curious about it. Of course, I am not a compendium of drug uh, facts or drug information. I have a few personal experiences i've done some reading about uh, the drugs that i've done because i like to go if i'm going to do a drug i like to go in as educated as i possibly can be about it to know what to expect and arrowid.org is a great resource for that highly recommend it erowid.org and that's where you're going to find the stories and the experiences and the frequently asked questions about salvia and a bunch of other drugs it's an incredibly powerful uh hallucinogenic drug uh, it basically you will basically trip if you take the the right amount of salvia and there's different concentrations. There's just regular salvia leaf, which is just the dried leaves uh, leaves from the plant, and then they have five uh, x, ten x, twenty x, forty x, and maybe more. But basically, those are uh, they they boil or they do. There's some sort of process that they put the salvia leaf through to essentially extract the active chemical, which is salvinorin A, from the salvia leaf, and then they turn that into some sort of a uh, I don't know if the tincture is the right word, but they turn it into something they can then coat the salvia leaves with. So they coat regular salvia leaf with this extract that is multi, multiple times the power of a regular salvia leaf. If I'm, am I making sense so far? Sean? Making sense to me. To, and to I a man know who doesn't no, do and drugs. I know nothing about this. So. Right. So, uh, so the, the more higher up you go on the X factor, if you will, towards uh, you know, smoking more of the X of uh, salvia, you're more likely to have a, a trip-like experience. And when I uh, first started experimenting with salvia, I started with the 5X. I, I never, I've never been one of those people that like wants to jump in and go crazy with, uh, with these incredibly powerful drugs. I always take it real easy. So you start with the stuff that's only five times the normal strength. The, I, you know, I did try the leaf, and there wasn't really anything there. So... Um, so it really, for, in the beginning, was like laughs. I got, I got some fits of laughter, and it was things were funny, and I kind of felt kind of funny. But I never really had the the mind bending uh, trip experiences that people were reporting on Arrowhead. And so clearly, there was uh, there was more to it. Uh, and it was, some of the reports are just strikingly amazing, and some of them are strikingly scary. This is an incredibly powerful drug. I highly recommend if you don't have any experience whatsoever with uh, with psychedelics, this is not. Uh, the one to start with. Um, but uh, I did end up getting in a, uh, I think I tried some 12X once after I'd done 5X for a while and hadn't really gotten anywhere as far as an actual, what I considered to be a psychedelic trip. Uh, and then I went up to uh, 12X and I definitely did have a very, uh, very unique experience uh, at, at that point. It wasn't scary or anything like that, but some people have had those, uh, those effects, which is why, uh, which is why set and setting are so important. The place that you do things and having a sitter is also very important. If you're going to be doing a, a, a drug that can literally uh, alter your state of consciousness in a significant fashion like this, you want to have somebody there that's not on that same drug at that moment in time to make sure you don't do anything stupid like you know jump out a window or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't do any drugs. I do drink alcohol on occasion. And if I'm going to be drinking anything, any significant quantities of alcohol, I immediately do things like turn over my keys to somebody yeah. who's not drinking and it's a responsible thing st- to do. stick around with, with a group of friends. I don't drink alone or or if I'm at home, I disassemble my firearms and, and scatter idea. the pieces 
it's in places where I'll find them when I'm sober again. Right. That uh, very, very sensible things. Preparation uh, yeah. is important to uh, to go into um, altering one's state of consciousness. Uh, so I don't know. I'm not going to get into detail about what I experienced, but uh, I guess kind of feeling like I was melting into the couch was part of it. That was probably one of the more describable sensations. I felt like uh, I, I'd become one uh, with the, <laughs> the the literally one with the the world, the surrounding uh, world, and uh, that. I, I could describe it's hard to describe more what I was actually feeling at that moment, because once you get beyond a certain point, it, words don't really do it justice. But it's incredibly powerful and short acting when you've got something like uh, an LSD, which is a very powerful psychedelic that lasts in many cases for eight, 10, 20. Uh, it just depends. It can last a long time. The effects from LSD. Uh, this is a 10 minute trip. So that's one of the good things about it is as long as you don't go and do something stupid in that uh, period of time and you've got somebody watching you, you're going to come, you're going to come out of it relatively uh, quickly. So if you want to look up more about that, again, arrowid.org. Let's go to your phone calls. You can bring up anything. Uh, take control of the airwaves. Let's talk first to, I believe, Jason is with us in Indy listening to WXNT. Jason, are you with us? Jason? Hey there. Hey there. Uh, yeah. Hey. How you doing? What's on your mind tonight? Wonderful. Hey, uh... Uh, as far as on this subject, I've been listening for a while. I could have uh, chimed in uh, a while back on it. Uh, just so that uh, everyone's clear, um, what's commonly known as ecstasy, the the, the active ingredient is MDMA. Obviously, yes, yes, in a lot of the street drugs that have, that are actually called ecstasy have lots of other things in them. You are so correct about that. I'm glad you made that point. We made it last hour, but always new people are turn, uh, tuning into the show. Uh, yeah, when you're buying ecstasy on the street, especially at a club or something like that, you get a pressed pill. You don't really know what's in it unless you actually run a, a chemical uh, reagent test on it. Yeah, and um, stuff is, uh, for, the, for the weight, is um, ungodly expensive. But that's, yeah, well, that's because, of the, you know, that's because of the black market and the effects of uh, prohibition. The reason I call, and I, I've actually tried to call you a few times, and I have never heard you address this point. I'm going to change it up a little bit. Uh, okay, so marijuana affects your dexterity, your concentration, and when you're driving, these are two things that you that you need to have. Correct? Would you uh, agree with that? Does marijuana affect one's dexterity uh, and concentration? I, I don't know if it affects it in a negative fashion necessarily. Uh, okay, and, maybe and not I you, would point out: do, uh, Have you known Have you known people that that are affected by it? I think individuals are affected in different ways by uh, okay. different substances. All right. So, uh, is, my question is: Somebody's to get into an accident. You can't call into question the way every single person might or might not react to marijuana in their system, and because it stays in your system for so long, somebody who's to get in a wreck. I decided I want to sue you to find out what you had in your system, since it's illegal in this state here in Indiana. Uh, if you have it in your system, even though it may have nothing to do with the accident itself, because it's illegal and because it does affect your dexterity and your concentration, do you understand, I mean, why somebody may think they would have uh, grounds for a lawsuit to, to charge you with, you know... Um, I can see, I can see where you're coming from, Jason. Uh, unfortunately, all of the studies on marijuana use in driving show that uh, cannabis-using drivers are as, uh, as safe as sober drivers or, in some cases, safer because they're compensating for what they perceive might be some sort of impairment. True, yeah. So I, I hope that answers your question. I thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. That doesn't mean I recommend getting high and going driving. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. 
American patriots. Would you like to spend a day or two with other freedom-loving Americans? Learn rifle marksmanship while hearing the real story behind the American Revolution? If you said yes, then the Appleseed program is for you. Part shooting school, part oral history lesson. Appleseed has trained thousands of Americans nationwide. And with hundreds of shoots scheduled this year, you can be sure there's one near you. For more information, go to AppleseedInfo.org. That's AppleseedInfo.org. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free to bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go for a bunch of stuff free. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you for their sites. We give ours away, including the Shrine of Female listeners, with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo to show they are indeed listeners of this program. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. And if you are a lady listener, you can learn how to get involved in it over there at Shrine. .freetalklive.com. John Shaw and Osborne from Think Twice Productions team up once again with the mighty Stefan Molyneux to present a brave new epic video called The Sunset of the State. You can see it now at thinktwicenews.com, and I highly recommend it. So do I. Sunset of the State at thinktwicenews.com. All right, let's continue and take your phone calls. Drugs are the topic at the moment, but of course you can always bring up anything. And we haven't really talked too much about legalizing them. We've just more talking about some of the effects. Uh, we, we started out discussing MDMA and how it's incredibly successful in treating post-traumatic stress disorder. Hopefully we will see a move towards or a push because I know the psychotherapy, uh, the people out there, the psychologists, uh, really would like – a lot of them would like to see this drug legalized at the very least for treatment purposes – and again, I think that uh, you need to see full drug decriminalization or legalization. I'll accept either one uh, because I care about people and I understand that human beings are going to alter their states of consciousness and accepting that as a fact, I want to uh, have them give them the opportunity to do that in as safe a manner as possible. And the, the fact is the black market is the most dangerous way to experience a recreational drug. Yes, yeah, certainly it is. And I, I'd certainly like to see legalization of drugs. I don't expect to see the legalization of drugs. Not anytime soon. Not, not I, I, as, as an anarchist, I just want to get rid of the state and then that'll take care of the problem anyway. Sure. I, I don't know which one would be easier, to get rid of the state or to get rid of prohibition, because uh, the state sure does love prohibitions. So. Yes, it does. It keeps making up new ones. So, yeah, if you want to keep people safe, uh, then it's ending prohibition is the way to do it. And we, we've saw, we saw it happen during alcohol prohibition, where people were making up gin in their bathtubs, and it was very dangerous to drink that uh, that sort of stuff. People could go blind. For instance, well, I have to wonder if the uh, mobsters from Prohibition who made so much money on the alcohol said after the alcohol was legalized, hey, we got all this other stuff we could sell. Let's make let, let, let's uh, take these politicians we already have in our pocket and get them to make the marijuana and the heroin and whatever illegal so that uh, we can then sell that on the black market. It's a good question. And who knows what the real story is behind the prohibition of other drugs? I do know that one of the major motivations behind prohibiting cannabis back in the 1930s was an industrial sort of uh, situation. You yeah, had yeah, William um, Randolph Hearst, who was a newspaperman, uh, he liked his trees as opposed to hemp as a possible you know, pulp for the paper that his uh, newspapers were printed on. And then DuPont was also uh, very afraid of the cannabis crop because uh, of its myriad of uses. And so they wanted to uh, 
they didn't want cannabis or hemp related crops uh, competing with their textiles. Yeah, and so. of course, this stuff was grown by the founding fathers, and and it was it was a major major cash crop for the United for the geopolitical area known as the United States at that time. But decriminal, uh, decriminalizing or legalizing these substances, whether it's cannabis or, or heroin or, or MDMA or methamphetamine, is going to help people because it'll take it out of the black market, meaning the manufacturing process will be actually clean. Clean uh, and be, regulated right. and well, even market regulated, yeah, not government regulated. Right, because but, a company wants to make sure they are creating a product that is uh, is reliable, that you know exactly what the dosage is that you're getting. There, You can list there on the bottle what to, uh, to take and what to expect. And there can be information that is publicly available, easily available about these drugs and sold along with the drugs, that kind of thing. Uh, so it would be a safe way to ad- to administer these drugs, even if it is for recreational purposes. You would see the uh, the amounts of or the incidence of overdose and things like that dropping precipitously after legalization. And of course, you also take away the crime element because uh, the price of these illegal drugs is incredibly inflated by the black market, by the fact that the people that are doing business in these drugs have to inflate the price of them significantly in order to make it worth their while to take the risk of going to jail in order to sell them to people. Uh, so you would see them drop dramatically. You might be able to go and buy uh, whatever narcotic you were looking for, the price of you know, a bottle of heroin or a bottle of uh, aspirin. Back they, back well, in the day, they did sell bottles full of heroin. Well, well not only the not, pharmacy. not only does the risk go away, but because the risk goes away, you can have a whole host of new competitors that uh, come into the market, which will drive the price down even further. We'll, we'll, we'll see ounce bags of marijuana for a couple of bucks if uh, it was yeah. allowed to It'd be a fraction of its market. current cost. A fraction. So let's continue with your thoughts. Uh, I want to hear from you about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. Kenny is with us listening to WKCT in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Hello, Kenny. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, um, on the MDMA subject, um, yes, if you look into the history of it, it was originally created for to fight depression. And it was very effective in fighting depression, but the, uh, I guess the FDA or whoever was in charge of, you know, for the government at the time, uh, didn't like how it, after long-term use, using it constantly, the serotonin levels in the body dropped massively and... Without doing any further studies, they just, you know, cut it out thinking that they were gone for good, that your serotonin in your body was gone for good. Yeah, it comes back, though, right? Right, it does come back. It just takes a little while, depending on use. If you use it every once in a while, it it does come back very quickly. Mm -hmm. It's just, if you use it daily, you can drain the serotonin receptors um, and uh, out completely for months at a time. I've seen people that use MDMA daily, and... When they weren't on it, they were so depressed and so just yep. not themselves. Well, those but, are people that are that are uh, they've got a big problem. The people like that have a problem uh, because it, right. the interesting thing about MDMA, uh, and of course we're talking about ecstasy here. That's the actual chemical name of uh, what is commonly known as ecstasy on the street. Uh, the interesting thing about MDMA is that it has kind of negative. It, it, let's see, it, the, the way the effects work is that it's not as special the more often you take it. So if you aren't a drug, if you're not somebody who's prone to addiction, if you don't have an addictive personality, then it's not hard to handle uh, not taking it. Like you take it once and you're not necessarily going to want to take it tomorrow. In fact, if you do take it 
shortly thereafter, the effects are so dramatically reduced that you have to take more in order to reach the same uh, level that you had previously. So you find that the people that are taking it daily, like you're talking about, have increased their uh, their consumption as well significantly. It's not like they're taking uh, just one pill a day. They're probably taking more than one. Is that what your experience has been? Right. And uh, the, one of the reasons that uh, some of the misinformation about MDMA is out there is because... 90% of the street ecstasy that you get has little, if any, MDMA in it. It's uh, just a uh, black market, like they do with every drug that comes out, yeah. always tries to find a, a cheaper way to get the same effect. Oh, I, no, it's not, even necessarily the, it's not even necessarily the same effect. I mean, I have taken... A similar effect. Well, it all depends. I have taken uh, MDMA in its pure form. It's called, on the street, they call it Molly. Uh, I've taken MDMA, and this, this is white crystals in a, uh, in a, uh, basically in a gel cap. Uh, right. versus, versus what you would get sold as ecstasy in a club, which is typically this pressed pill. And the pressed pills sometimes don't even have anything related to MDMA in it. Sometimes they oh. have uh, different versions that aren't quite MDMA, like MDA or something like that. But sometimes it's, you get DXM, which is cough medicine, and uh, that has a dissociative effect. It isn't even anything like an empathogen like MDMA. And I thank you for the call tonight. appreciate that you brought that up at 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. Your experiences are welcome or bring up anything on your mind. It's Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features there free, and those features include our wiki with over 2,000 pages created by listeners like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. Get interactive, wiki.freetalklive.com. And have you ever considered taking your case to court without hiring an attorney? Well, I don't blame you if you uh, if you have because those guys are expensive. They, they are. They ha- they have a monopoly. What do you expect? Right. It's a sweet deal. Well, a monopoly. I don't know if that's quite an accurate term. Oligopoly. You're perhaps? not allowed. You're not allowed to compete with the particular group. That's a monopoly, as far as. Uh True, but they compete within the monopoly. There's some level of competition there. But nonetheless, Jurisdictionary.com is a course for people without a lawyer who must know what it takes to win. And for people with lawyers that want to minimize legal fees and maximize their winning by knowing what should be done. It works that way. The lawyer won't be able to take you for as much of a ride. It works for plaintiffs and defendants, and it costs less than an hour with any good lawyer. And it's so easy. An average eighth grader can go through the complete four CD course in a single weekend. Get it at jurisdictionary.com. That's jurisdictionary.com as we continue taking your phone calls. Drugs are the topic on the table. Drug prohibition, uh, MDMA, kind of the truth about some of these substances. We started out talking about MDMA and how incredibly successful it's been in tests with uh, helping PTSD sufferers completely end their PTSD. The uh, statistics are incredible. Time Magazine reporting on them, the Journal of... 
uh, the Journal of Psychopharmacology reporting the results of the very first scientific study done on MDMA, for also known as ecstasy, in a generation. It's, it's an incredible study. We'll con- uh, continue here taking your phone calls. Uh, let's talk to Brandon listening in Sanford, Maine. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Brandon, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Well, the salvia, um, I'm actually, I've actually smoked it, and I noticed I caught, caught right in the conversation when you were saying that you don't jump heavy into things. I was the opposite. Oh, boy. I jumped, I jumped right into 60X. Oh, my. Wow. I, br- I brought my brother-in-law with me. Um, I bought a gram of 60X and a gram of 20X online. They had a sense of me. I think it might have been through Eroded or uh, there's another one, a Sage Goddess, maybe. Yep. But nonetheless, I purchased it, and and we did have a babysitter. You know, we sat in front of the TV and made sure someone was watching because I've never done anything like that before and wanted to try it. You'd, you'd never no, – point of information. You'd never done any kind of psychedelic substance before? No. I uh, I actually tried mushrooms one time prior to this. No – what sort so, of information uh, had you uh, had you received about salvia prior to uh, to trying it? Did you do any research at all? It sounds like you just jumped in. Somebody told you to try honestly, it. Honestly, it it didn't come up on a drug test. That's why I was doing it. I wanted to try something uh, that doesn't come up on a drug test. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on probation at the time, <laughs> but I mean, I've never I've never been into hard drugs. I'm weed. I smoke weed, and I mean that was my extent. Well, when we gotcha. smoked that, we smoked, uh, I don't know, a bowl between the two of us, and it was just so, I mean, the best way for me to explain it is wah, 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 hmm. right? I I have never done it that, that much of it, so uh, at that level, so I, I can't, uh, you know, I can't relate to exactly what you're saying, but uh, you came out of it and you're okay now, right? Oh, yes, absolutely, indeed. Have you done it since then? Um, I have not. That's one of the things uh, I mean, about well, salvia. It's kind of, uh, you know, like I was talking about with MDMA, if you're not an addictive personality, it's such a powerful drug. You don't want to, you don't want to just fire up another one, uh, right after you're done with it. You, you, you're done for a while from what, uh, my observations have been. Absolutely. No, but I mean, that's, yeah, it, it put me to a point where I was scared. It, well, you yeah, know what? It is a, uh, it's such an intense, uh, psychedelic that, uh, it, uh, or hallucinogen that yeah it can be very scary especially for somebody that has no experience and especially for somebody jumping in at 60x thanks for the call on the story tonight at 800-259-9231 i highly am against uh irresponsible use and i would call that you know i would call that an irresponsible choice to have having had never taken any psychedelic substances before uh to jump in at a 60x uh concentration of yeah, what that, is an incredibly that, powerful substance that is definitely pushing the the responsibility at least he had a babysitter yeah. and he he took care of himself so that if something bad happened there was somebody there who could do something. respond to yeah. whatever the problem was that's a, that was that's, that was that's, a good that's move. way too much to start with yep yeah. uh so uh 800-259-9231 but then again a completely legal substance right so the idea that just because something is legal uh, or isn't going to show up at a drug test, and, and I'm not, he wasn't saying this, but I'm just I'm just saying that uh, the idea that because something's legal, it's safe. Whoa! Um, no, it's not. For, uh, bleach is safe, but I or bleach, strongly, bleach is legal. Ble- bleach bleach is legal. I strongly yeah. advise against injecting it into your arm. I advise against <laughs> doing anything with bleach. It's horrible. It's, you know, unless you need to clean up some sort of spill, it's toxic. Get your whites whiter. Yeah. 
Uh, so let's continue here uh, with uh, your phone calls. I believe we have Andy listening in Auburn. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live, uh, listening to Finger Lakes Ra- uh, News Radio. Hey, love the show. Thanks, Andy. Uh, I think you guys are crazy, but crazy. What you're, do you mean? you're devoted and you're very detailed. What is what is crazy? What what what, what part of what well, you heard tonight is well, crazy? I'll, I'll tell you what my call is about. I mean, not tonight, but uh, usually when I hear you, it's it, it's great though. You're thoughtful. I mean, uh, tonight you uh, sort of just uh, slipped slipped past with this comment about uh, why. The black market is so incredibly harmful, is because there's no government regulation, and there you have uh, government n- n- no, regulation. That's the problem. Well, you did say that, and and no. that's what I believe. Oh, that's what you believe, but that's uh, the the black market is harmful for different reasons. But Sean, you want to explicate the, the, that? The black market is harmful because it is overregulated. No matter what you do, you're violating the regulations. Therefore, there's there's absolutely no incentive to produce a good product or there's no way to resolve disputes there's an incredible amount of risk but so, so wait wait Sean, are you advocating uh just fewer regulations like you know having a regulated marketplace by the government for, for i drugs? advocate the government do nothing actually but wait but, wouldn't that mean that they would be dangerous the drugs would be made in dangerous uh conditions well, exactly. no, because a, a marketplace could arise to provide contract protection for the people engaged in the drug trade which takes all of the the guns at the drug trade out and it takes the, the, the cops are not going to bust you for it so that takes that risk out and and the price goes down and it's legitimate to do business in this stuff so people pharmaceutical companies will grow will, will produce mdma or cocaine or heroin or whatever it is that people want and farmers will grow quite openly marijuana and the process will be pretty transparent to the market, well, right? The the market will regulate itself. You don't need the government. You don't need a third party gang of criminals, a uh, gang of people that are willing to use force on others to ensure quality products. Uh, in fact, I mean, are you aware of the Underwriters Laboratory, sir? Me? Yes. Um, no, I'm not. Okay, go pick up your toaster. <laughs> And uh, look on the underside of it and see if you can find the UL symbol. I'm sure you've seen it before in your life. It is ubiquitous. If and it's not on the underside, uh, follow the the electric cord all the way out to the end. It's usually a piece of paper t- taped around mm-hmm. that. It, it, right. you're, you're go- you've seen yeah, that those, symbol, those I'm sure. Those things are very helpful. Yeah. Do you know they? what that is? Do you know what that is? Uh, I assume it's it's a it's a code uh, enforced um, no, sir. warning no, it is about not. The, it's the product. A, it's a completely private company set up by insurance uh, companies to check out electrical devices and ensure that they are safe and that they're not going to burn your house down. They well, do more all, than- it, well that, no, those are, I would say the motivation behind those are so that the company doesn't get sued. Isn't but that as far as okay? Whatever the that's public, the problem. Wait a minute. It doesn't matter what the motivation is, sir. Sure it does. The idea is that these companies want to produce a product that is safe and it is uh, it is it has been made in a regulated environment. That well, is- I could tell you exactly why it does matter because the people who make products and the whole libertarian philosophy goes that well, if you hurt your customer, 
You then won't have you a won't customer get any anymore? More customers and and you'll be liable company. as well. I'll tell you what, we'll bring you back here in a moment because I don't think we've ex- effectively explained this, uh, the idea of market-based uh, regulation and certification. More coming up. Free- this program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. is Free Talk Live only. Uh, we've got uh, mo- actually a full other hour here. What are we talking about? We're not going away anytime soon. 800-259-9231 is the number. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever it is that's on your mind. Only one segment remains in this hour is what I meant to say. Go to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site. You will find that they are all free. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. I guarantee you that our site has more for free on it than those other hosts will charge you for, or I'll give your money back. Double your money back. Right, exactly. That's that's even better. (laughs) So head over to freetalklive.com, enjoy the features. Uh, Features including great stuff like our archives. You know, if you've missed a moment of the show, maybe you're just tuning into this conversation and you want to hear what uh, transpired uh, previously this evening, you can grab the archive later tonight. We've got a full week's worth of archives on the front page of the site. And if you click into the archive section... You'll find that we go back all the way to 2006, totally free. Nobody does that. Maybe they do, but there aren't very many of them out there. I'd, I'd love to know who else does that for free. If anybody knows, please uh, fill us in. By the way, the archives. Stefan Molyneux does that. But, uh, Has he been doing it since 06? He's been doing it since 06. Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, HostGator, by the way, brings you those archives. They're a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You can create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Uh, just go on and uh, enter HostGator through our special link, hostgator.freetalklive.com. You get your first month completely free of web hosting. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. That's Hostgator. Dot freetalklive.com. Now, Andy is on the line with us here listening to Finger Lakes News Radio in Auburn, New York. Andy, are you still with us? Yes, I am. Um, right. Yeah, I don't want you to misread my views as hostility in any way. I'm just telling you what I think here. And, no, I don't think you're I, hostile. I, I just think right. that you, you misunderstand what maybe I'm attempting to communicate here. The oh, I, I think I get your point. Okay, what uh, is my point? Well, let me, let me, let me throw a, a metaphor at you, okay? The, the lungs, the heart and the liver cannot do each other's jobs. Okay. If they try, they will fail. And yet, they cannot exist without each other. Okay? I mean, the what view that you have of the free market performing functions in our society, but then you take it too far and you say it should perform all the functions in our society, and that's like saying I want the heart to do the function no, of the liver, and no, it no. will fail. No, what it's what it's saying is that an agency of coercive force, a violent monopoly that we know of as uh, the government, the people calling themselves government, is entirely unnecessary in any market interaction because the market can handle things. We were talking about regulations earlier, and I was suggesting, and Sean was explaining, how it is that uh, the, the, the marketplace can handle these things without the government being around. In fact, the marketplace is what handles the majority of safety factors when it comes to buying uh, in products in the marketplace. Walmart, really? Target, what about if major- you do want to sue somebody, what, what, um, 
which part of the infrastructure is going to allow you to sue that person and keep that company in line? The uh, government. Presently, no, sir. presently, the government claims and uses violent force to to maintain a monopoly on dispute resolution in a private market. You could, uh, if you had a dispute with a company, take them to an arbitrator who would make a decision as to whether or not the uh, company owed you money. And if the company didn't yep. stick to the arbitrator's agreement, well, that's that what could we've be, done, and could, we've called it the government. Could, no, no, we didn't, we do, didn't that. do that. I didn't yeah, do that. I am they, part of the government. You are. No, too. I am we not the government vote. because I don't aggress against peaceful people. I do not use violence in my interactions with one another, with uh, with my fellow human beings, and that's what the government does. The government has monopolized these services, and it has turned them into crap, absolute garbage. The so-called justice system of this country is a joke, and anybody that's ever had to deal with it absolutely knows that to be the case. And the reason why is because they're a monopoly, dude. Why would you possibly support a monopoly providing products or services? Well, you know, the idea that um, that the parts of the government that have monopolized portions of of the uh, commerce or the, the every you know, you want everything to be free trade. And you say, well, if the government takes over regulation or, uh, you know, road building or, you know, police departments, then it's a slippery slope, but it's not a slippery slope. It turns slope. whatever it's they like take over to crap, and, and you didn't answer Velcro my shoes. question, Andy. You didn't answer my question about why would you support a monopoly providing products or services? Because I think it works well. well you are not in possession of the facts. Not, Have you and, been to the post office lately? Yeah, I, go, I, I don't use email. I only use the post office, as a matter of fact. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. See okay. you later. Thank you for I the do- call. Oh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. The guy's a joker. 800-259-9231. I mean, come on. That, he didn't he, sound like he was 85. No, he, he he did not sound like he's 85. And and if he's been to the post office lately, he's stood in the... Been to the post office in the last several decades. <laughs> he's stood in the lines. He's waited for however long it takes the bureaucrat in front of you to decide, okay, I guess I can take you now. It's, you've only stood there for 12 minutes. Uh Oh, you want to send a package? <laughs> well, fill out uh, this form. They're so happy and... to most many of them. Look, uh, just before we go on here, because I know we got a lot of folks waiting to, uh, to add their comments in here to the, the discussion. Uh, look, it, we learn. I think generally in in school, even in government school, they teach that monopolies are bad, but they never tell you the government is a monopoly, right? I mean, the government has monopolized these services. He mentioned roads and justice and police and all that stuff, and they turn it into what a monopoly does—absolute garbage. I mean, they they only pretend to give you they they only pretend to do as good of a job as they can. But as there's no competition in the marketplace for these government services, most of them they have no incentives to actually increase the quality of the services, to increase the efficiency of the services. Why should they? They're going to get your money whether you like it or not, whether you're happy with their services or not. They're going to take your money from you, and then they're going to take more the year after that. Whereas uh, companies that are competing, businesses, businessmen and women that are competing to provide you with products and services, are always looking for a better way to deliver them to you. They're always looking for a better way to have them manufactured, uh, to lower the costs involved in that manufacturing, to lower the costs involved in the delivering so they can lower the shelf price, so they can p- compete with a guy down the street. The idea that that, uh, that paradigm, the, the paradigm of the, the free marketplace, would somehow fail with some products or services is absolutely ludicrous. And the only reason why you think that way is because you were raised in a government school. You were raised to believe that the government must provide these services. 
Here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, the place where we produce this radio program, there's no government trash pickup. None whatsoever. Let me just let that sink in for a moment to anybody out there that has always believed that, well, it's uh, the trash. The government has to pick up the trash. I mean, that's the way it's always been done throughout my whole life. Well, when I moved up here to Keene, New Hampshire, it was not that way here. And they've got, guess what? Multiple service providers that you can call and get quotes from. And then you can choose one of them based on various different factors. Wait, wait. So there's multiple service providers and they have different prices. That's right. They pick up on different days of the week, and whichever one's convenient for right. you. And they have different levels of service. There's one uh, one of them that has their own trash can that they deliver to you, this kind of one-size-fits-all trash can. Another one, the one I have, I put my trash out in totes. I put the you know these big rubber-made totes with the locking uh, hinges on the side. I put my garbage out in that way. That way uh, little beasties can't knock the cans over. Uh, and they're cool with it. They don't mind. They're flexible. Whereas when you get the government trash service, it's you better put it out in this or and you better have it like this on this particular time, this date. And if you don't do it the way we say to do it, screw you. Oh, and if you don't separate recyclables out, then we're going to fine you. There was a story up at freetalklive.com about, uh, I think it was Philadelphia or something like that, yeah, finding people, like that. digging through people's garbage to see if they've got their recycling, uh, you know, if there's a plastic bottle in their garbage cans, they fine them $50. It's ludicrous. Well, heck, there might be a company out there that says... You know, remembering to take your trash to the curb, that's a real pain. Mm. So what we'll do is we'll go back behind your house could be. to your trash cans and we'll get the trash out of them ourselves. You know, they, they could do that. Whether they're offering that as a basic level service or like a premium service, there could be that too, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. So the marketplace allows for this competition, for innovation to develop. And the roads, the police, the courts, they haven't innovated for crap. Look at the courts, man. I mean, you've, they're still using typewriters. And, uh, you know, the, you can, I called up the local courthouse and asked if I could fax them a motion. We don't have a fax machine. You've got to bring it down physically or you've got to uh, you've got to send it through the mail. They don't have a fax machine. Well, if they have a is fax machine, the, they won't accept motions through. Is it the 1970s? Right. Well, that's exactly it. It's just the whole idea that uh, that you need to have government to keep products safe is ludicrous. To turn right back around to where we started this this particular conversation, it's the marketplace that provides safety for products. And it's not necessarily because of the motivation that a company wants to avoid a lawsuit. Perhaps, and that's kind of the cynical, uh, the, you know, the cynic's perspective. Well, they just want to avoid lawsuits. Maybe okay, it's that they it want to works. satisfy their customers so much that they keep coming back by not burning their houses down or poisoning them, for instance. Maybe that's their motivation. Maybe they want their customers to be so happy with the products and services they're purchasing from them that they'll tell their friends. Maybe. It could be. I mean, come on. 800-259-9231. We will continue taking your phone calls here. Got a full hour remaining. Your call's coming up. Bring up anything at 800-259-9231. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. 
on your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. It's the live Saturday edition of the show, Free Talk Live. We are here to take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features there for free. Uh, So head over there and enjoy all that. Freetalklive.com. Actually, site allows you to in many ways, influence the stuff we'll talk about on the air. You can submit your own show prep suggestions. Maybe you see a cool video you like on YouTube or uh, run across a news article you think is of interest, you think our listeners would enjoy, perhaps a blog post. You submit it to the site. Are there listeners then vote on whether they like or dislike it? You get to vote too. And then the most liked stories or articles or whatever make it to the front page of our website at freetalklive.com. So head on over there and get interactive. It's thanks to listeners like you that we even have stuff on our front page. It's all created by our listeners. Freetalklive.com. Dot com. Let's continue and take your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk first to Jerry, uh, listening in Portsmouth to WTAR. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes. Uh, wow, I really do appreciate this program. I had no idea that I would um, even call for um, for a program like this. I was I was a radio um, servant. But uh, to get to the point, um, I was wondering if you knew or had any kind of um, um, Recollection in regards to um, the the tragedy of Pat Tillman back in 2004, and and, and the two books that have been um, written um, since then, and the um, and the and, and the subject matter in which he died. And um, yeah, this is the, uh, the this was the sports star who joined the military in a very public fashion to go and you know fight for so-called freedom, which is the you know, the thing they always tell you. And then he went over there and ended up being shot by a so-called friendly fire. So-called but the, friendly but the, fire. But the military uh, lied, and they said that it was the enemy that he died heroically fighting you know the enemy, and then it was found out that they did lie, and that was revealed, and so that's uh, the pat that's the basic version of the the Pat Tillman stories. I understand it. Yes, and um, uh, here, here locally, there was a there was just a little um, paragraph that um, in the in the daily breaks section of our paper that that um, that um, uh, it was a quote by Mary Tillman, um, his mother, that said that that she was going to stop uh, um, further investigation and, and inquiries inquiries in, in regards to his death because it 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 just, it just wasn't going to come to any any fruition at yeah, all well, what's it, right you're, you're up against right you're up against the the monopoly you're up against the violent monopoly one of the largest gangs in uh, in america the, the largest gang in the world the u.s military uh the idea that uh, pat's mom was going to have any success up against him is pretty fru- uh, pretty futile and i i think it's probably the right thing for her to do to just do whatever she can to move on with her life rather than focus on this uh, for the next whoever however many decades it would take to try to get them to actually do anything about this i thank you for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you uh, Jerry at 800-259-9231. I mean, it's tragic, but you're up against people with unlimited resources. It, it's absolutely tragic. Hey, that he uh, felt the need to join up with this particular criminal gang and be that uh, he ended, wound up dead, possibly as a result of uh, their own 
uh, friendly, so-called friendly fire. He and many others. And of yeah. course, you know, we were talking about PTSD at the very beginning of the show and how it is that MDMA, uh, commonly known as ecstasy at the street level, is incredibly successful uh, in treating uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. And you've got all kinds of people out there that are coming back with uh, incredible damage as a result of going out to these wars, which are not for freedom. They're for the glory of politicians. Therefore, uh, these men are and women are taking orders at the behest of politicians. And Americans know when you ask them, they know that when a politician is uh, is lying, his lips are or when a politician's lips are moving, he's lying. Uh, So why would they trust them to send them to the right place as far as uh, some sort of armed conflict to kill other human beings? I mean, it's just, well, because they've always been trusted with that. Isn't that their job? It's, it's just horrible. Uh, let's continue with your calls, though. Steve is listening uh, in Tampa to WFLA. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, hi, Ian. Hi, Sean. I uh, have to cop up front that I am a first-time listener and caller. Welcome, sir. Uh, What's on your mind tonight? I, yeah, Jerry actually provided kind of a segue into my question, but I might have to reformulate it based on your answer. I was originally going to ask if um, the idea of a monopoly and this kind of idea that government can't supply anything valuable um, by asking you if the military should be privatized and what the implications of that would be. But I guess maybe I should change it to, um, based on your answer, is there any value that you see that the military has? Uh, it, for instance, what was the last virtuous war, if you don't consider, you know, obviously Iraq, Afghanistan, certain uh, the characterization you made about them? Well, let's let's, let's answer that question now. Sean, do you have an answer? Yes. Uh, the last war that uh, the... United States was involved in that I would consider anything close to virtuous would be uh, the revolution, in which case we threw off a more tyrannical government to create a less tyrannical government. But technical point on that, Sean, uh, during the revolution, was there actually a U.S. military or was it just a bunch of guys trying to uh, the be US, more free? The U.S. military certainly claims its origins in the Continental Army. It certainly wasn't the military we know but of today. Certainly, it was nowhere near the organization we have today. Absolutely not. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with uh, with Sean on this one, although I am not a warmonger in any sh- uh, shape or form, and I uh, would certainly recommend people do things like non-cooperation and civil disobedience above yeah, uh, there, get, getting into armed conflicts. There's certainly better ways to go about things, but they may not have had the um, knowledge of how to do that at sure, that point certainly. in time. So, Steve, to, to go back to your other question just briefly, uh, I think that protection is a valuable service. I think that uh, people want to feel safe. They want to feel like they're, somebody's out there looking out for them, that if something awful were to happen, like an invasion, that they would be taken care of. And I think that uh, the U.S. military actually doesn't protect people. It just simply provides the illusion of protection. In the same way the TSA doesn't keep people safe, it provides the illusion of security. Uh, the U.S. military, by going around the world and getting involved in other people's business, uh, other countries' businesses, and uh, killing people and uh, occupying countries in over 130 countries, over 700 military bases around the world, uh, actually stirs up hornet's nests. It causes more problems uh, than it solves and results in more violence happening, not less. Uh, it results in more threats against the people that live in this country, not uh, fewer threats. And so, if anything, the military is one of the most dangerous threats to liberty. And indeed, the Founding Fathers, many of them understood this. Uh, they, they were very against the idea of having a standing army because they knew that standing armies would be used for political purposes by the men in power. Well, certainly I, uh, I understand the, the, I guess, the letter of your response. However, it seems odd to me that, that you would exclude World War II uh, as, as a virtuous war, considering what the um, global implications would be of a military that, uh, or a, a United States that did not fight uh, fascism with Hitler, nor a, an England that fought it either, as I assume you would want their troops to go over and fight other people's business, 
and what the implications of Hitler rolling through essentially Europe and Russia would have been. Well, World War II is is certainly an interesting case, and it, it's very close. It, it's it's very close second, in my opinion, to uh, the revolution. But World War II was a direct result of U.S. involvement in World War One. Had the U.S. not gotten involved in World War One, the European powers would have pretty much fought to a stalemate. They would have said, "Okay, we're out of soldiers. I guess we got to go home now." And then everybody would have gone home. Everybody would have been pretty much equally broke. And the uh, the German what was it the Chancellor wouldn't have been deposed at that point yeah and and there, there wouldn't have been the Treaty of Versailles which was what was pretty much responsible for the uh, Weimar hyperinflation and the problems in Germany that led to Hitler being able to seize power popularly elected popularly elected yeah. to seize power and and with, without that uh, without the uh, Versailles Treaty Hitler wouldn't have come to power in the first place. And, right, and and the idea that uh, Hitler, you know, was going to be able to roll through the entire world and take over the entire world is just not based in in reality. I mean, he he was stalled. In, he, he was stalled not, in Saint Petersburg, uh, and he couldn't have crossed the Atlantic. I'm sorry, there's no way he could have gotten over here. Sure, uh, it's an interesting response. I disagree because I think that if you go back far enough and say that an X event didn't happen, then this wouldn't have led to that just by sheer you know ontology, but. Uh, it's an interesting response. Just, I don't want to monopolize, no pun intended. Well, no, time, hold on, but... no, hold on a second, Steve. Now, I see where you're coming from. Certainly that's you know, the speculation, but it's speculation based on some level of, of fact. Uh, but uh, beyond that, let's just say that uh, you know, the United States didn't get involved in World War I and that Hitler came to power anyway and those things happened anyway and that stuff, you know, horrible uh, murders were, were going on. It's never, a, it's never justifiable, in my perspective, to steal from your neighbor in order to justify you going out and committing aggression or, or fighting in some war. So if you want to go and fight in a war, then go and do it. If you want to support one side versus another, then do it. But don't force other people to pay for your desire to see uh, bloodshed or your desire to go and protect another group of people. I'm not saying that people shouldn't have supported uh, certain sides in that conflict, but they should have been able to decide for themselves instead of having politicians do it for them. We're coming up. Notorious space pirate Phoebus Crumb had retired to a frontier world, only to see it destroyed by raiders. Now, Crumb is given a new ship, a new crew, and a dangerous new mission. Infiltrate deep within enemy territory and destroy a deadly dreadnought that threatens the balance of galactic power. Follow the illustrated adventures of L. Neal Smith's Phoebus Crumb online now at bigheadpress.com slash pk. Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Sean. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features there, including our webcam. You go to cam.freetalklive.com. You can watch and you can listen. And you can chat because our chat room is built into the same page and it's all for free. So head over to cam.freetalklive.com and know that it is brought to you by memorydealers.com. Again, that's cam.freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls. Matt is with us listening in Tennessee to the TJ Network. Hello, Matt. Matt? You're yeah, what's up, man? You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Um, calling uh, to ask a question about uh, this, these different substances that contain, uh, they're held to contain a main ingredient called Dominia. 
um, but it, it's sold as an incense, and uh, a lot of kids are smoking it, and they're getting this uh, euphoric-type marijuana, weak marijuana-type uh, high off of it. And I've read a lot of Internet chatter on it, um, you know, about its origins and stuff, and, uh, the, you know, some of them are saying that it doesn't contain any chemicals, and some are saying that it contains a chemical uh, labeled as JWH018, which some kids uh-huh. basically cooked up in uh, college. Okay. <laughs> I was confused so. when, I, when I saw your uh, call. You know, the call was titled as d- a drug called the Dominia, and I went I looked right. on uh, online, and I couldn't find it. Maybe I was misspelling it, but now that you've mentioned JWH, I know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about uh, the the synthetic cannabinoids uh, that have been manufactured in, over in China and have been sprayed on uh, an herbal substance and marketed here. One of the more popular brands, I think, is K2. Uh, there are different brands. Yeah, K2, of the, K3. There's, yeah. there's a lot of different brands. And uh, and I was wondering if there's any truth to it. I mean, I mean, can you buy this stuff by the gallon from China and basically make this stuff in your house? Is this, is this what's going on in the world? <laughs> um, I, I don't know if anybody's making it in their house. I don't know if the Chinese manufacturers are, are going to sell it in that fashion. I think they're just going to sell you what's already been created, which is they're taking the chemical and they're spraying it on the herbal substance and they're selling the final marketed you know product uh themselves I, but i don't know what the you know the market looks like for that i don't know how people are, are are purchasing it but i would imagine they're just purchasing the herbal substance from china and then reselling it here right okay well i mean you know i i, I tried it and i went to the walgreens about 12 panel and then double checked everything to make sure i mean you know what are the possible side effects of this stuff does anybody know anything about it or has it been in existence long enough to create any kind of negative side effects that we really know about other than a lot of kids getting yeah i don't know that's a good question it's i mean it's essentially these what we're talking about here are these synthetic versions of cannabinoids of uh, thc the active get you high kind of ingredient in in uh, cannabis or marijuana and so that's that's what we're discussing and i'm not an expert on chemicals and what uh, that means it would seem to me if they're copying thc in a synthetic version that it probably wouldn't be so dangerous because thc is a pretty safe uh, marijuana on you know the scale of drugs is a very very safe substance in comparison to to many others so i i wouldn't be too concerned about it uh but on the other hand uh, we don't really know because these uh, legal versions of cannabis haven't really been on the market for too many years right. are you aware of the different states i mean i know a lot of our border states are actually currently banning this substance and, mm. or actually the brand of k2 k3 they're actually banning that brand to uh, restriction a uh, Wikipedia article on it has a uh, on uh, JWH-018 has a complete listing of where it's regulated and unregulated and legal and illegal and yep. all that good stuff. You can probably get that info also off of uh, Arrowid at erowid.org. Lots of great information there. But uh, yeah, if you if you like it, you should buy some before they ban it. And then uh, once you've got it in your possession, then you can sell it out at uh, you know ten times as much as it originally cost. Well, I'm not that kind of an entrepreneur, but yeah. uh, thanks for the advice. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call, Matt. I appreciate hearing from you, and hopefully they won't outlaw it because that's going to make it more popular. Y- you want to guarantee that more kids are going to use this JWH stuff, this uh, synthetic cannabinoid? You're gonna... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go this... ahead. Make it illegal. Yeah, uh, my mother always said there's three ways to get something done. Do it yourself, pay someone to do it, or forbid your kids to do it. Yeah, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you tell kids they can't have it, then all of a sudden it becomes very interesting. I mean, right now, I, I don't know what uh, young people are saying about it, but there's a good chance that some people are saying, oh, that's lame, it's not real pot, right? Oh, it's, that's the legal version of pot, even though I've tried it. And yeah, it mimics it fairly well from from what I could tell. I, I tried it during uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival up here uh, in New Hampshire. Wait, there were drugs at Porkfest? Shh. Uh, so, 
But yeah, you want to make things popular? Go ahead and make them illegal. Then you get news articles about how they're being made illegal. Television news will report on it. The newspaper will report on it. The words will spread across the internet. Uh, this, oh, oh, this has been illegal, made illegal. Well, gee, it must be interesting. It must be worth doing if the government has made it illegal. This is the mindset of some people. So let's continue, though, with your phone calls about whatever you want. And we will go to Rick, listening in Myrtle Beach to WRNN. Hello, Rick. Ripped up. Rick's gone. I should look at my call screening software. Let's continue then. How about Stu, listening in Tallahassee to WFLA-FM? Hello, Stu. Good evening. Wonderful Free Talk Live. How are you guys? Thank you. Wonderful Stu. How are you? Yeah, and you're so lucky to be in the beautiful state of New Hampshire. Oh, well, you know, it wasn't luck. Uh, I made the move from Sarasota, Florida back in 2006, and it is absolutely beautiful here. And we're with, even better than it being a beautiful place, we're with some amazing people. And we'll tell you about the Free State Project here in a little bit. But what's on your mind tonight, Stu? Oh, man, I can't wait for those leaves to turn in New Hampshire. But, buddy, I got to tell you, I got registered to vote. After I'm the, sorry. The first time in my life since 1976 when I voted for a stupid idiot named uh, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> and here I am in Georgia. And I'm telling you guys, honestly, I, I only vote for Republicans because I have fallen to the, uh, the illusion that they are somehow conservative. But right now, huh. we just need a serious... Uh, common sense conservative here in Georgia, um, voting for Nathan Deal for my governor. I wanted Karen Handel. Why? Well, we uh, know. First of all, most of our listeners don't know who you're talking about. Well, why would you vote for this guy? Say that again. Well, first of all, most of our listeners have no idea who you're referring to, and I know I certainly don't. But why would you? Just tell us more about this person. Why would you choose to vote for him? Well, I, I just want somebody to look at that Constitution and say, yeah, that's the good thing. We need to do that. So that's where I stand with that. What makes you believe that this guy uh, gives a whit about what the Constitution says? Actually, I'm totally suspicious. I should have run for governor myself because I'm not suspicious about my own values, but I'm not a millionaire either. <laughs> well, what is it that you would like to see change? I mean, can you give us your basic viewpoint of uh, what is it that you think uh, should be done? Well, I, I really do want to protect our basic amendments of the Constitution. I really do believe that... Uh, uh, there are civil rights that are based on those things, and they are not fluid, and they are not constantly changing. They belong carved in stone. What do you think? You know, well, I used to be one of those constitutional guys, but Sean, I'll let you answer that. Well, one. my civil rights don't come from the Constitution. I, my civil rights come from the fact that I own myself, and and nobody else has any right to tell me what to do. So I don't worry too much about the words on paper. I would say that uh, Constitution, you know, I used to be a constitutional guy, and then I discovered that uh, it is indeed just words on paper, and that's clearly what the government people think about it. I think there's some really good ideas in there, but I don't think that at any level you can ever get a violent monopoly to respect people's rights, uh, because it is an inherently a violent organization that has to violate people's rights in order to even exist in the first place. You've got a real problem there and a paradox, and uh, there is a solution, and I'll give it to you here in a moment. I thank you for the call tonight at 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. Take control, bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. 
Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advance work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize. And off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. It's the live Saturday edition. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features there. Uh, you want to be kept in the loop with the show, what's going on with Free Talk Live, sign up for our news updates. Go to news.freetalklive.com. You can get on our updates email list. You can follow our Twitter or Facebook. Uh, do whatever works best for you over at news.freetalklive.com. Now, I said I had a solution, right, to the uh, the problems. Of the, the last guy was uh, all about the Constitution. And at one time, I, I, I kind of I was on board with that, right? I've I've read a book about the Constitution written by Michael Badnarik, which is oh, a sure. scholar. I, I was on board with that too. I used to have a copy I kept on the kitchen table for family discussions, which inevitably turned to politics. Yeah, I kept mine in uh, my car actually at all times. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I used to be there, so I know what it's like. And I also know that either the Constitution, as Lysander Spooner put it. Either the Constitution has authorized the tyranny that we're currently experiencing, or it has been powerless to prevent it. Either way, uh, it, I've moved beyond that now, and I've, I've embraced the ideas of voluntarism and consensual interaction between human beings. And as long as you have a government around, you don't have uh, – you're not – you, as long as you've got a government around, you've got people that are having force being used upon them. That's what government does. It's the one tool that it has in its arsenal, and that is the threat of force and actual force. That's what government is. It is force. And even uh, George Washington uh, pointed that out in one of his famous quotes about yeah. how government, government is, a, is force like fire, a dangerous servant and a, a terrible fearful master. master. Yeah, so, something like that. So, uh, so yeah, the idea that I have is to move beyond that, is to uh, to advance, in my opinion, to the next. A great plateau for mankind to evolve, if you will, to a, a truly peaceful society where all products and services uh, are available uh, in the marketplace on a voluntary basis. In that, not that they're volunteers offering them, but in that they are consensually offered, like most of them. Most products and services are uh, consensually offered. When you go to Walmart, they don't threaten, uh, you know, they don't point a gun at you to force you to buy things there. You could go to Target if you wanted to instead, or you could go to a local mom and pop store, or you could open your own store, presuming there's not some government around to prevent you from doing so with its stupid regulations and licensing and permits and all of its other nonsense. So, solution? Well, because electing people to government hasn't changed anything. Electing different Republicans and Democrats, regardless of what their promises have been, hasn't done anything to change the path of government continuing to get larger, more obtrusive, intrusive, oppressive, uh, expensive. If hasn't voting, stopped it. If voting did anything, they'd make it illegal. Well, indeed. So, uh, so there's another idea, and that is the Free State Project. If you actually love freedom, if you actually understand what freedom really means, what liberty means, the idea that in order to be free, you uh, and live your life how you want, as long as you don't harm others, you have to allow others to live their lives how they want to. And that can be a tough thing. Uh, it can be a tough thing to let go of wanting to control what other people do. But as soon as you can do that, as soon as you finally do let go of that, you really understand what liberty is. You've, uh, you've embraced it in your own life. Then it makes sense to get together with other people that uh, feel the same way. 
So if you feel like that, if you understand what liberty is, then go to freestateproject.org and learn more about a group of liberty-minded people that are all moving here to New Hampshire. As I mentioned, I moved uh, about four years ago now, uh, back in uh, September of 06. Made the move from having spent my whole life uh, up until that point in Sarasota, Florida. Uh, I made the move here, and it's the best, one of the best choices I've ever made in my life. Oh, yeah. I, I moved here in uh, December. and So you're I've, relatively I've fresh. Not, I've not even been here a year yet, and I am certain this has been the best move in my life. Yeah. So more people like us are coming here. We've already had hundreds of people that have made the move so far. Thousands more have pledged to move. Over 10,000 people have made the pledge to, to, uh, to move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. And we want to get to at least 20,000 people to, uh, to make that pledge. So join the fun over at freestateproject.org. You don't have to move tomorrow. There are different plans as far as when you uh, will move. You can wait. Wait until 20,000 is reached, and then you can have a five-year window to move, or you can move as soon as you can, or something in between, or there are different triggers and things like that, different ways to customize your move, if you will, to New Hampshire, and uh, and then get active for liberty so we can achieve liberty in our lifetime. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more as we go to your phone calls, and we'll talk Daniel listening in Grand Rapids to WTKG. Hello, Daniel. Daniel? You're How on, you doing? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I totally agree with you guys about, you know, uh, that liberty thing. Uh, you know, I do think that we're, we're, we're having way too much taken away from us, you know. But, uh, I just, I disagree with legalizing, uh, the drugs because too many people are having problems with these drugs. Well, wait a minute. If you agree with liberty, then you can't disagree with ending prohibition, I'm afraid. Well, what I mean is, is the safety. You know, there's too much, there's too much danger involved with these drugs. You do know? you know why that is? have family members that are struggling with it mm-hmm. and they have uh you know lost jobs and yeah. lost careers you know sure, sure. drug sure. addiction is a true is a personal tragedy however when you uh you prohibit drugs you make the consequences of drug addiction much worse because when drugs are prohibited the people who are addicted in many cases are afraid to get treatment because they're afraid that they're going to be reported to the police and they're afraid that's going to mean they're going to be brought up on charges in addition to having to go through the treatment process to get off of that drug so it actually it actually inhibits people's likelihood to go and actually get the treatment that they need so uh, prohibition scares people like that and uh the addictive uh, qualities of these drugs is undeniable in many cases however the danger quality of the drugs could be reduced by uh, ending prohibition. And in a lot of ways, these drugs are manufactured in dangerous conditions, non-controlled conditions, and that puts their users at risk from overdose or impurities in the drugs that could cause problems. And so if you want to see drug users, and they're not going to go away, uh, if you want to see drug users being safer, ending prohibition is the only solution. Plus, if you love liberty, then that's the only solution as well, because it allows people to make choices for themselves, even if it's the wrong choice as we've seen they're going to make that choice anyway regardless of its legal status yeah do do you think that tobacco is a drug of course absolutely. nicotine is absolutely a very highly addictive drug but see the, the the problem here is is they've banned it here okay who's they, they, they uh, the governor it, she you, she signed a law saying that it's, you, you can't smoke in bars or uh, sure. certain anymore yeah that's pretty and, outrageous isn't it some of these companies are ticked off because they didn't they weren't given the choice whether whether they wanted it that way or not in their own businesses. Right, and they should yeah, have been. They, they should have been. Absolutely. It's private property. Yeah, they own it. They either they own it or they rent it, and either way the private property owner, the business owner should be able to make those decisions for themselves in the same way that an individual drug user should be able to make the decision for themselves to use or not use a, a, a various different substances. Don't you agree? Right. And they they want to they want to legalize drugs, but then now they want to you know ban tobacco. Makes well, no, no sense. Well, hold on. Who's they? 
Because when you when you use a term like they, you're collectivizing people and you're not identifying specifically who you're talking about. When you're using the term they, if you're talking about the government, that's not an accurate statement because most of the people in the government, the police and the, the politicians, have zero interest in, uh, in ending prohibition. It's very good for them to have prohibition. It increases their power. It increases their funding. If they believe in ending prohibition, they're usually afraid to bring it out publicly because they're afraid of what it might mean for their reelection campaigns or, or in the case of the police, what it might mean for their careers. So they aren't interested. Uh, the, if you're talking about the government when you say they, that's not the case. Who do you mean when you say they? Okay, what I mean is is uh, people like yourselves. What? What? That I support like banning yourself. tobacco? Well, uh, I don't support not, that at all. Did I'm... you just hear what we said when you brought up the tobacco ban? We said it's private property. Each individual owner should be able to decide for themselves. So I'm firmly against banning any substances, sir. I'm in favor of individual liberty... Which means that each peer, each individual gets to decide how to live their life however they want, so long as they aren't harming anybody else. What? How do you? How did you get from? How did I miscommunicate to you that uh, you know we support banning tobacco? Uh, I, I don't. I, I didn't say you you were in favor of banning tobacco. You I'm just said. Did, I'm sorry, banned. Sean. Didn't he just say that like a minute ago? He, he said that by they you meant people like us, and uh, we certainly don't support banning anything. No, I'm, what I'm saying is you want to legalize. One half of the equation, but yet they want to they want to ban the other. It makes no sense. People have got to get their their head on straight on what they want to do in this country. Well, I agree with that statement. Uh, yeah, I want to see everything be legal. I want to see everybody being able to live their lives however they want. And I don't like them uh, if you're talking about the government because yeah, they just want to ban everything they can possibly ban, and they want to regulate things that they don't they can't get away with banning, and they want to control everything. And they want to extract money from you and obedience from you. And I'm fully against. Uh, coercion. And I thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Hopefully I've made myself clear. I think so. 1-800-259-9231. You can take control. Even in these remaining moments, we'll try to slip you in uh, in the remaining moments of the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. More coming up. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call if you're on hold. I'm not going to give you the number. Otherwise, the phones are loaded up. Tonight, it's Ian. And, and Sean. Sean. Sorry. <laughs> Doing uh, a radio show here. I'm yes, an amateur. Yes, we are. But it's, it's fun. And here we are. We're going to take your calls. And also want to tell you about freetalklive.com. Invite you to go over there. The lot, uh, there's a lot going on. It's all free. And if you want to help support the show, become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more internet listeners on board. We welcomed uh, Maui this week. Wonderful, wonderful lineup of uh, radio affiliates, and they're on board for all six nights a week, which is even more awesome. So uh, Free Talk Live amplifiers help make that possible. Plus, we can do internet outreach and bring more internet listeners on board, etc. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up, 
For as little as 3 bucks a month with any major credit card or some alternative options or PayPal, go to amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, let's go to your calls. Unfortunately, we've got to keep them as short as possible here, so get your thoughts out quickly if you can. Let's start with Bill in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hello, Bill. Well, I'll try. This is going to be a little bit longer call, but I'll do that another time. I'm basically having a problem grasping the difference between a right and a privilege. Oh, okay. Can I- my, my basic opinion is I don't think I have any rights because that's what the government tells me. I have no rights. And people, I hear them calling a lot of times at your show and other show, I have a God-given right to carry a gun. And I don't consider that a right. I consider that a privilege. Mm, the whole privilege is where you ask for permission from somebody in order okay. to do something. So like when you have an owner and you ask your owner, in this case the government, uh, if you can do X, Y, and Z, and they say yes or no, that is a privilege. When you have a right, it is something you don't have to ask in order to exercise. Now, I might agree with you, Bill, that I don't think rights actually exist. I think that uh, they're a good idea. They're a concept. And I think that people should adopt uh, those similar ideas, the idea of rights and what those rights should be. And I think that if you get enough people adopting those uh, similar ideas, you can have a pretty uh, pretty powerful uh, concept there. But Can you start a cab company out in there in um, um, New Hampshire with just maybe one or two cabs, cars? I don't know what uh, – depends on where you started. I'm sure different uh, municipalities, the government gangs have different rules as far as what is and what is not required. As if you want to go the legal route, of course, I would recommend just doing a, uh, an agorist cab or yeah. a gypsy cab. You open a gypsy cab, you, you, you let people know you're going to take them around, and uh, you avoid the police. And then if the police catch you, you refuse to pay their fines and uh, etc. they shut you down. No, no, no. They wouldn't. They wouldn't shut you down. They would just try to put you in a jail cell, and then uh, you would refuse to pay their fines, and then uh, eventually they might get tired of it. But I think that we might see some gypsy cabs pop up here in uh, in Keene at some point uh, to give people rides home from uh, bars and such. But yeah, that would be wonderful. But it's too bad the government doesn't let you do that. Well, the regulations. You know, that's what governments do: is they try to prevent people from building wealth for themselves. They prevent poor people from creating, uh, you know, getting up there on the ladder of affluence and protect existing companies from uh, from competition. And that's one of the things we need to change. New Hampshire is not the free state. It is uh, one of the freest of the uh, the 50 governmental uh, bodies in this in this country, but it's not free, and there's a lot of work to be done. Thanks, Bill, for the okay, call. Thanks. Let's talk to, uh, speaking of Keene, New Hampshire, David is here in uh, Keene listening to WKBK. Hey, David. Hi, good evening. Hey. I was going to ask if you happened to catch the radio this morning. Uh, the, local, the local talk show? Yeah, I heard yeah. some of it. Did you happen to hear about the new free stater that just came into town and got harassed by the police yeah i haven't had a chance to meet him yet uh but apparently he was out at the the local one of the local gatherings uh what what why what do you have to say about it no this yeah he he said he was pulling into town and he and he had um some tire trouble and then some local people come over to help him and then a cop pulled up and he explained to her that that um uh, he, someone was on their way to help him, and she said that was okay, okay, but just hurry up and get out of here or something. And then when he finally, they did come back, and, and he was all ready to roll and stuff, all of a sudden she changed her mind and said, oh, your tires are too bald. Um, we have to tow your vehicle. Oh, boy. That's the way he conveyed it on the radio this morning. And um, if I'm, I'm pretty sure I have it right. And then they... They towed his vehicle, and he was like a brand-new person coming into Keene, from what I understand. 
Well, uh, you know, what can you say? The police aren't really there to uh, to serve and protect. And I'd heard that somebody else took a look at the tires and they said they looked fine. So I don't know what the I don't know what the real story is there. I can understand the idea of taking a dangerous vehicle off the road, uh, but I don't know if I'd necessarily trust the uh, the average cop's opinion as to what is or or is not safe. Thanks, David, for the call. We're short on time. Got to keep moving here. Well, it's also possible that uh, when he came in and had his trouble with his car, one of the activists was one of the ones who showed up to help him, and the cops didn't like that. Yeah, there is that possibility. I heard they somehow determined that he was a free, a free stater, and that was when the trouble started. Mm. So uh, let's continue, though, with your calls. Uh, you can learn more about what's going on here in Keene if you go to freekeen.com. Let's talk to uh, Malachi, listening in Charleston, the WSCFM. Hello, Malachi. No, that's fine. It's, uh, it's actually Malachi. Oh, M- Malachi. Uh, I should have known. My bad. Yeah, no worries, man. No worries. Um, I'm, I'm actually really liking what you guys are saying. This is the first time I've been able to hear your show. Uh, I just Sorry for the shock. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sitting out here in my car listening to it right now, but it's awesome. I love what you guys are saying. And I agree a lot with uh, everything that you're saying. Um, I guess the only thing that I would have to add is that um, there seems to be a sort of disconnect with, the, with people in general and kind of the, the idea that you seem to be trying to put forth here, which, again, I agree with. And I wonder how, how do you – what is the way that you and, and even I, because, I, like I said, I agree with you, how do we kind of find a way to, to bring people in to this sort of understanding? Because I feel like, in general, people are in a trance, mm, sure. and they don't really see – how this is happening and how things are happening around them. And it's they're, an excellent... And they're very sort of accepting Malachi, of what's it's, going uh, on. Yeah, Malachi, it is an excellent question and it is one that many people struggle with and it is not an easy answer uh, because each individual that you're dealing with is in a different place, right? Because somebody might consider themselves a liberal or a conservative or somebody might consider themselves apathetic or, you know, wherever it is they're coming from uh, in life, they've had a different experience. And so the same techniques and, and persuasive approaches aren't necessarily going to work with one person versus another person. So it really just depends right. on uh, your ability to communicate and effectively communicate the ideas of liberty to a wide variety of different people. Uh, and, of course, well, there, there are different techniques. You know, you can uh, introduce them to a radio show like Free Talk Live, and eventually these right. ideas will – they're so logical and they're so moral that they will pound through a lot of that misinformation. And I, and, I, and I personally have always found that anyone that I can get in a one-on-one situation, anyone that I can speak to in that sort of regard, like just me and him or me and her sitting down and talking, has been very open and very willing to sort of accept the fact that – things that they took for granted or things that they actually like believe to be truth are not necessarily what they thought they were and and i found that in a one-on-one situation sure but i'm wondering what i mean and i understand obviously what you guys are doing with this with this radio talk show is is a is a first step in that but what do you think is the what do you think is the grand scheme what do you think is the ultimate what is the end game here well, the end game, of course, is uh, is true liberty, where people are free to live their lives how they want. It's just getting to that point. It is tricky, and and you're right. One on one, if you're having that kind of success, that's great. Of course, for people, a lot of people aren't having uh, success one on one because they're new to the ideas or they're not sure how to best communicate them. In which case, I would recommend going to the Advocates for Self Government at theadvocates.org. That's or excuse me, it's Advocates. Uh, Oh boy, it's been a while since I, I've been. Is I do not know. I will double is. check that here, but uh, the Advocates for Self Government. Yeah, I think it is the Advocates. 
org. They have a bunch of uh, great books and audio and things like that that you can uh, you can learn how to be a better communicator of these ideas because not everybody can have their own radio show to reach massive amounts of people. We'll have to do it one-on-one. Also, we find that, uh, I think you'll find that if you concentrate these ideas in a, uh, in, a, in a location, a geographic location, get people who believe in these ideas together, they will be more persuasive to others because they'll just be seen more often. The ideas will be heard more often. They will be uh, adopted more often. And that's one of the reasons why the Free State Project was created to get liberty-minded no, people together. And, and, and no, absolutely. And I think I think that you're 100. I think that you're 100 correct because I think that ultimately the things that you are saying are intrinsically true. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any of the ideals that you're putting forth can be dismissed by anyone, no matter what sort of. Oh, they will be dismissed. No, a lot of people will well, dismiss these ideas up front, but they're so powerful, they're so logical, they're so moral that over time, anybody who who is a human being who has a heart left will actually be able to adopt them and understand them. It's just these things take time. A lot of times, they're going to balk when they hear the ideas of liberty the first time because cognitive dissonance kicks in. It makes it very difficult for them to really uh, to grasp or to uh, to embrace those concepts. But later on, you know, nights later, maybe. Maybe weeks, maybe months later, you know, they, they they start to sink in. Especially the more they hear them. And I thank you. We're short on time, and we're always short on time. There's always so much more to say. But I thank you for the call. We can discuss things like this in more detail if you want to join us during the week. We can talk about persuasion and you know persuading different people and techniques and things like that. Sean, thanks for coming in tonight. No problem. Appreciate Happy it. to help. Oh, and by the way, we've got a live Sunday edition of this very program. It happens internet only. You can join us uh, tomorrow night. Well, not me because I don't ever do the Sunday show. We've got different folks that come in and do that on Sunday nights here uh, at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you tomorrow night. freetalklive.com.